Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the wall-to-wall butts edition. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Um, I just, as a lover of butts, I have to say that I feel like my life has been leading up to a moment, and, and that moment has come. That moment is now. Just at the mention of wall-to-wall butts, I'm like, this is my time. This is my moment. And I'm so excited. You should be excited. This is in betweeny 043. Butt filler leads to butt infection and 50 million year old rectum fungus. Okay. <laughs> so there's a lot to unpack here. Enormous amount of things to unpack. Enormous amount of things. <laughs> First of all, butt filler leads to butt infection. That sounds like an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> A, dr- a dramatic one. Yes. Dramatic episode. Very special episode yeah. of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> Kim gets a butt infection. Um, and 50 million year old rectum fungus yes. uh, is actually my nickname for Donald Trump. So <laughs> We're going to look at some photos, actually. And uh, they do have the same shade, which is really interesting. Wow. Yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence. <laughs> Wow. That's uh, amazing you bring that up. So uh, I'm Jill Chacha, and I am with the uh, magnificent Marissa Riley. Thank you. It's me. I'm here. <laughs> uh, and if this, is your, if this is your first time, welcome to our Butts edition. Yes. Uh, welcome to the flock. And uh, if you don't know, see, Dr. Riley here, uh, she comes in cold, learning everything in real time, just like you. It's true. I had no idea what we were going to talk about. The only clue I, I had about what we were talking about today was I... I briefly cheated and glanced at Jill's notes, and I was like, okay, I see the word butt a couple times, and she was like, you're going to have to say the word butt a lot today. Yes. And I was like, you know what, I'm more than okay with that. (laughs) Today is all butts all the time. We've got current day butts, we've got millions of year old butts, we've got stuff in the butt, and then we got stuff coming out of the butts, so. What more could you want? (laughs) Yeah, very much... A drinking game episode. Oh. In betweeny, I think. Every time we say butts, buttock, rectum, anything butt related, you take a sip of something. Got it. Okay. Let's do that. Um, right. Well, <laughs> as soon as I'm finished with this coffee, I will <laughs> trade it out for a nice big margarita. There you go. Mix your drugs. That's good. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Caffeine and alcohol. That's right. Actually, tequila is technically no, upper. Is upper. Yep. So I'll just be flying high. <laughs> That's right. Uh... So, oh, actually, there's a butt in our butt show. Mm. Uh, so I have a delicious update regarding episode 046. And y'all may remember it. It was our most recent episode about big personalities, uh, focusing mostly on elephant personalities. Highly recommend. It is so delightful to learn yeah. anything about elephants. They're, They're just amazing. incredible. They were throwing logs and just being charming. It was so fantastic. fucking charming. Yeah. Solving puzzles. It was great. Okay. So cute. So we opened the show with an article sent in from one of the flock, Lauren Nayert. Uh, it was an article from the Arkansas Times about the real-life local superhero named Shadow Vision. Praise hands. Yes. <laughs> if you haven't had a listen and learned about this uh, Scotsman turned Southern State ninja sword-yielding vigilante, please do. It's the episode just before this one. It's amazing. Someone call Marvel immediately. Yes. Yeah. Please, they'll answer the phone. Don't worry. So. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) there was a lot going on in that one article. There were so many fucking gems. But this isn't an update about his Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle-inspired outfit, nor has he acquired a vehicle yet. Such a shame. I know. Uh, Yeah, we believe his superhero power was walking everywhere, which is incredible. So Now, 
the gem that really stuck out for us was the photo of Shadow Vision on his Facebook page, the one of him in full gear at a soda fountain in the local convenience store called, brace yourself again, the Come and Go. Yes. Okay. <laughs> one personal update, uh, one Marissa update. Yeah. Um, oh, you have this written in your notes. <laughs> we were both on the same page. Yeah. There is merch. There is merch. There is merch. Come and Go is spelled with a K. It is... Even better than you think, and the merch is so incredible, and My I'm God. going to buy everything. I'm not even joking. As soon as I do, I will post so many pictures. The, the merch is fucking gorgeous. It's <laughs> fucking gorgeous. I mean, incredibly, tastefully done. Come and go. Well done. Yeah. So, uh, the second bit of info is insider info. Uh, Lauren graced us with what locals affectionately call... The old come and go. And Dr. Marissa, if you would be so kind as to read this list of nicknames provided by Lauren over Instagram. Uh, nothing would make me happier. All right. From Lauren. Uh, <laughs> and I quote, the nicknames are Pump and Dump, <laughs> Ejaculate and Evacuate, <laughs> Smash and Dash, Shoot and Scoot, and finally, Fucking Duck. That's right. End quote. All right. Uh, I don't know what I love the most. Fucking duck really makes me smile. It really does. Um, Shoot and scoot. Smash and dash. Smash and dash is I think pretty those great. Are, those are my top three. Yeah, for yeah. sure. They're really... Where's the merch for that? Yeah, I I guess that's in our hands now. So there was actually an et cetera at the end of Lauren's list. So there's more names. Amazing. So well done, Arkansas. All of this information has vastly improved my life. It's vastly so. <laughs> improved my life as well. Also, if you are in Arkansas uh, or anywhere you've visited the Pump and Dump and you have your own nickname, oh, the Pump and Dump. <laughs> <laughs> I've already adopted the nickname. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. End podcast. There's nothing else. It'll never get better than that. Um, <laughs> And you have your own nickname that you want me to fully adopt. Um, yeah. <laughs> you send it into wellthatsinterestingpod at gmail.com or um, on Instagram at, at wellthatsinterestingpod. Well, I get our, <laughs> our handles mixed up. We're very available in here yeah, uh, to listen to your nicknames. Yeah, God. We're so professional. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a professional podcast. Oh, my God. Uh, so let's return to the bedrock of this podcast. Yes. Speaking of which, uh, people finding themselves with terrible infections. Fun. <laughs> Shall we begin? Yes. Okay. So everyone, please close your eyes. Okay. And imagine a map of Ireland. All right. That's right. We're heading to Ireland, specifically fabulous Dublin. And for my fellow geographically challenged Americans, Ireland is west of England. Okay. <laughs> and to find <laughs> Dublin, just point to the middle of the East Coast. Easy. And voila, we're there. Ah, nice. Okay. And we're covering a report that was published just a few days ago by the European Congress of Clinical Microbiology and Infectious Diseases. Good times. Also fun. Yeah. So let's begin. Earlier this year, a 29-year-old woman walked into the emergency room of St. James's Hospital with a bit of an issue. Okay. (laughs) Although having no previous serious medical history, she was suddenly experiencing extreme nausea 
And even more troubling, on one of her buttocks, there was an abscess. Oh, no. Oh, gross. I'm so sorry, girl. Yeah. Dr. Marissa, if you would help us out, and please read from the NHS.UK website as to what exactly an abscess is. I I would be happy to question mark all right uh quote most abscesses are caused by a bacterial infection when bacteria enter your body your immune system sends infection fighting white blood cells to an affected area as the white blood cells attack the bacteria some nearby tissue dies uh creating a hole which then fills with pus um a collection of dead white blood cells with bacteria, with tissue debris to form an abscess, end quote. There you go. So basically it's like a little crater full of... Crap. Crap. Yeah. Old white blood cells. Yes. Very much so. Bacteria bullshit. Yeah. It's it's like an isolated battlefield upon the body, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. A little pilot battle trash. <laughs> Well done, Marissa. Yeah. Good job. Yes. High five, hey, Thank you, doctor. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, and it turns out this woman's buttocks were the location of a raging war for some time. Oh, no. Now, closer inspection of the hole revealed it wasn't merely surface deep. It was a type of infection that affected connective tissue. And if left untreated for an extended period, that bacteria could work its way deeper and further into the body via the bloodstream. Holy shit. Put a pin in that. Okay. Now, it was a kind of abscess called cellulitis. Okay. Doctors administered bacteria-killing antibiotics, drained the hole, and had a question for their patient. Has anything happened to your buttocks lately? Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> what a question. Now, the answer was straightforward, but also a little shocking. Uh-huh. So the woman had gotten a standard buttock augmentation procedure... Uh, one where a synthetic filler is injected into the area to fill it out and create a type of butt lift. Okay. Okay. This isn't the only type of butt lift procedure you can choose from, um, but it is the air quotes more affordable option. And this is because it's really not invasive at all. There's only one step being the injection. I got it. Yeah. I'm processing it yeah. for a second. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there's also a silicon uh, implants similar to the ones people get in the breast area. Uh-huh. There's also the infamous Brazilian butt lift, where fat is liposuctioned from one place in the body and grafted onto the butt. So it's like a twofer. Yeah. Yeah. That, in theory, <laughs> seems awesome, but whenever the word grafted comes into play, mm-hmm. when it's not involved with like healing something, I get really stressed. Yeah. Yeah. Just because of the time that the woman sat on a couch for too long so her skin grafted oh, to the yeah. couch. That was a thing. I won't go into deep detail, but it kind of ruined the word grafted for me. <laughs> yes. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Now our patient went with the synthetic filler and had that procedure, get this, fourteen months ago. Holy shit. The infection showed up over a year later. That's horrifying. Yeah. That's horrifying. We'll get into theories as to why this may have occurred, but first we have to get back to our patient who was still under watch in the hospital, and thankfully so. Oh my god. Now, five days later, the abscess had to be drained again. No. Yeah. And the amount of dead tissue removed had skyrocketed. 500 milliliters was taken from her buttock, and my friends, that's about 16 ounces. Oh my god. Yeah. And this is from the outside, so basically there's like some sort of crater. Exactly. That's horrifying. Yes. 
Yes, it is. Oh my God. Now, with that amount of dead tissue, it was clear to the doctors that the infection had made it to the bloodstream no. and, yes, and was spreading. Okay. It was decided that all of the filler had to be removed from both cheeks ASAP and to up the ante on the antibiotics with an intravenous drip. Oh my God. Yeah. So Dr. Marissa, would you be so kind as to read from gizmodo.com as to what happened to our lady? And all of her parts. Of course, of course. All right, quote, Fortunately, within a day of this added treatment, her condition greatly improved. And by day 18, she was able to be discharged, though she would need to keep taking antibiotics for the next six weeks. Since then, her initial wound has finally healed. And the woman is doing just fine, the doctors say. And quote, oh my God, but can you imagine like, that's such a long period of time to be like monitoring your body because of this. It's just scary to me. That just, yeah. it scares me. And it also scares me because her, her bum is probably not going to be the same shape no. ever no. again. Yeah. I mean, 18 days in the hospital. Yeah. All the filler was removed. Uh, so they had to do a suction situation and then uh, for another month being on antibiotics. It's, it's so invasive yeah. and scary. And yeah. ugh. So it is great. She's doing great physically, you know, her health. Yeah. Uh, but I know what you're thinking. Why the hell and how the hell did it take so long for symptoms to show up? Fuck yeah. Okay. Well, there were two bastard types of bacteria found in the patient. Oh, my God. Uh, Staphylococcus lugenesis. So staph. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a very, very common source of uh, skin and soft tissue infection. Uh, it was the second one that raised eyebrows, and that one's called P. orzihabitan. Oh. I, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Anyway, it's, for short, I like to call it orzy. Oh, <laughs> so. I've never heard of this before, and yeah. I've heard of a lot of infections, because I am on this podcast called Well, That's Interesting, <laughs> and that is 90% of what we talk about. Exactly. This is the first time uh, P. orzy habitan is showing up. It, yes, I guess because it is that rare. Wow. Now, this son of a bitch, uh, like I said, is rare and not known for causing illnesses. But together, the two living and feeding on the surface of the filler, they became a dynamic duo from hell. Holy shit. Yeah. So get this. The, infect- uh, the injection area was a little sloppy also. It contained no. air pockets, which is a no-no for many reasons, I'm sure. Yeah. But in this case... Oxygen may be used as fuel for certain microbes. No. Yeah. So it was like the perfect storm of things, essentially. Okay. So question, when you say air pockets, do you mean like when they had, uh, they they inserted with a syringe? Yes. Okay. So there were bubbles in the syringe. When they inserted it, those bubbles stuck around. It's possible, yeah. Sloppy. Yeah. That is sloppy. Yeah. Who did this? Yeah. And it's... They're not exactly sure. This is all theories, but it's possible the bacteria was already in the filler. Oh, God. As well. Yeah. God. Okay, keep going. Yeah. So, uh, Dr. Shobin Quirk. Do you think I'm saying that right? Shobin? I think so. It, it's, it looks like a very Irish name. It's very, very Irish. S-I-O-B-H-A-N. If there are any um, listeners who are Irish and want to weigh in, please DM please us. Do. Email us. Uh, so this doctor of St. James's Hospital issued a statement about the situation and made a few good points. And Dr. Marissa, would you please read some of the commentary as provided by irishtimes.com? Of course, of course. All right. Uh, quote, Dr. Dr. Kirk, Quirk, Quirk, Quirk. Quirk. Dr. Quirk suggested that complications following use of injected dermal fillers are rare. Um, quote, 
However, complications are increasing as fillers become one of the fastest growing cosmetic procedures. Uh, she said, it's something both cosmetic patients and health professionals need to be aware of. P. orzi is an unusual cause of human infection, but in recent years, it has become increasingly linked with hospital-acquired and opportunistic infections. Thankfully, treatment is not difficult due to the low levels of resistance to common antibiotics. Nevertheless, this case serves as a reminder that it's important to choose a reputable cosmetic surgeon, end quote. There you go. So basically, we all just need to... Do, be- do better. I don't know. Just a little bit more research into where you get your uh, procedures, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not mad at the girl. I'm oh, not no. blaming her in any way because absolutely not. We're all just trying to be hot and trying to feel good and stuff like that. And yeah. she was like, "This is a great deal, of course." Yeah. It just sucks. Totally it just really sucks. sucks. And I'm mad at the the doctor for not yes doing better. Exactly. Now, before we cut to break, Doctor Marissa, would you like to play a quick game? Oh, uh, any time. Right. Yes, now, please. Now, it's a simple one. It's called, guess how many Americans got this elective non-medical emergency cosmetic surgery during the 2020 pandemic? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. So basically, I name a procedure and you guess the number. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. okay. So first, oh, yeah, I did put a disclaimer in my notes. I just wanted to be clear that we don't give a flying fuck what anybody does. Seriously you know, chooses to do cosmetically. This game is about what some people chose to do during a pandemic. Yes, yes. I I found it fascinating that that this happened during a pandemic. Yeah. (laughs) Getting non-medical. This this had a sense of emergency. It is very interesting. Yeah. So these stats are provided by plasticsurgery.org. Are you ready, Dr. Marissa? I'm so ready. Okay, first up, augmentation mammoplasty, or when fat is taken from one area of the body and moved into the boob area, basically type of boob job basically type of boob job so how many americans got a boob job during the 2020 pandemic uh 15,000 is that your final answer yes okay scrolling down to the answer uh 193,000 people (laughs) no 193,073 americans got a boob job sometime in 2020 Maybe they were all breast cancer survivors. I don't know. I don't think so, though. This is all uh, non-medical. The, oh, this is... Okay, so... Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, yep. it's fine. <clears throat> okay, next up, your classic facelift. How many Americans got a facelift in 2020? I mean, based on this last number, <laughs> I'm going to say 200,000. Okay. Scrolling down. Closer, two hundred and thirty-four thousand. Oh my god! Oh there my go. god! All That's right. a lot. That is a lot. Wow. <laughs> yes. I was scared of a doctor's office, but I guess some people are not. Now, last one. Good old-fashioned lipo. What do you say? I'm gonna go with two hundred thousand again. Okay. Scrolling down. Even yeah, you're closer. Yeah, two hundred and eleven thousand. Oh my god. Got lipo. Oh, my God. Would you like a bonus question? Yeah, always. Okay. So, what is the average length of time board-certified physicians reported they stopped performing surgical procedures in 2020 due to COVID-19? Uh, this includes all procedures, from non-emergency to life-saving. I'm going to say uh, three months. Oh, 
you're pretty damn close. Really? Uh, yeah. They uh, they stopped working for about eight weeks or two months. Yeah. Out of oh my God. the entire uh, pandemic, which is uh, not that much. That's not that much. Yeah. I wonder how many people, oh my God. I wonder how many people got lip fillers. That is like the hot thing. Yeah. Um, I could... That this list, if 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 you hit up plasticsurgery.org, yeah, you'll see it includes lip fillers. Um, I think it was a couple of million. No, yeah, I think it was like four million or something. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that was like one of the the largest. And then you'll see like more serious stuff like um, uh, facial reconstruction, dog bite reconstruction like things like that that's but, a bit uh, different I feel yeah. like something I don't know I I'm really not one to judge because I've I've not been in this position where I'm I am a personally I don't know I just don't know I, I would like to be in the head of of one of these people and just see what what that's like yeah it's interesting during I mean during a to, I wanna, to risk your health and like the health of the uh the medical staff to to get this it's interesting it's it's an interesting uh something to think about yeah that type of psychology definitely yeah. definitely anyway if, yeah yeah <laughs> if you if you've got a procedure um i the the long phrase if you got one of these plastic surgery procedures during the pandemic um right into us because i would love to know like just out of curiosity like what what was what felt necessary during mm. this time. What? Why couldn't it wait? This and that. I'm mm. not coming at this from a negative perspective, but I'm just actually very curious. Yeah, I know a lot of people got um, top surgery procedures. Yes, uh, trans people got top surgery. Yeah, um, because that that is something that they felt like it couldn't wait because yeah. they felt harmed by it. So yeah, that's necessary. That's Absolutely. necessary. Um, but I'd be curious about other things. Like if you got lip fillers during a pandemic, please write in. I'm so, I want to know. Sure. Yeah. And address that to Dr. Marissa, not me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, after the break, we're sticking with butts, but it's going to be ancient butts stuck in amber. Think Jurassic Park meets uh, rectum fungus. Ooh, (laughs) I'm down. Stay tuned. Please do. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And we're in Oregon looking for really old dead bugs. Of course we are. <laughs> <laughs> and we just hit the jackpot. Oh, um, yeah. That's right. We're with George Poinar Jr., an entomologist at Oregon State University, who was part of a team which made an incredible discovery. A new species of extinct parasitic fungus was found mushrooming from the butt of a 50-million-year-old ant. And that moment was preserved for all time in amber. Oh my God, you just gave us so much information. <laughs> oh my God, Jill. Yes. Okay, hold yeah. on. Let me break it down into like Marissa language. Okay. Or, I'm sorry, doctor language. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we found a new species of fungus. Yes. Parasitic fungus. Yes. And it was mushroom, mushrooming. You got it. <laughs> my new favorite word. From the butt. Of an old ant. That's right. And it was captured in amber. Yes. Okay, I just had to break it down. Nature's photography, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, the favored uh, jewelry of, you know, 60-year-old women. There you go. Yeah, it's that and turquoise. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, Dr. Marissa, would you like to see a close-up and a profile view of the ant and... It's pretty horrible demise. Yes, I would okay. love to. So this is a close-up 
of the butt. And of course, all photos we talk about today are available on our Instagram, Well That's Interesting Pod, uh, and our Twitter, at WTI underscore pod. Fuck yeah. All right, so this is a close-up of the butt. This black region is the ant, and this... As you can tell, is a mushroom. Okay. Yeah. So at first glance, I really thought this was an abstract um, photo that we would hang on the wall. But now that I am fully clued in as to what it is, I'm gonna second. I'm gonna think about that. <laughs> so it is like a, an amber. This whole photo is an amber color. You can see the butt of the ant up close, and then you can see a mushroom coming out of that butt. It's exactly what Jill said, and. But at first glance, it really doesn't look like that. It just looks like a bunch of shapes and textures. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's very cool. However, this second photo, when we zoom back, uh, you're going to see the entire ant's body. And what do you see here? Wow. Okay. It is, in fact, an ant's body uh, captured in... um, and amber yeah it's gorgeous it's really cool and then is this the mushroom it is wow it kind of looks like it's farting yes <laughs> it, does. it looks like a fart cloud that you would see in like a cartoon did yeah. i ruin it no okay. I think- <laughs> you uh you made it better amazing it's kind of like if you farted in a pool the bubble yeah and then it's it was like frozen that. for 50 million years <laughs> That's right. to be found by complete strangers yes and to be, to be talked about by complete strangers yeah but you're dead so you, you don't care anymore That's so it's right. fine <laughs> the ant was dead right yeah. okay so, long long dead yeah so what we're looking at here is a new species of fungi called olo cordy okay we'll do this one more time it's a big word it's <laughs> big scary word uh, Olocordyceps baltica. Nailed it. And what the hell does that all mean? Olocordyceps translates from Greek to new genus, oh. and baltica refers to the Baltic region where this glorious scene was discovered. Ah. Okay. Um, I think they actually really missed a naming opportunity here because this newly found, though extinct, fungi had a, shall we say, unique way of using their host. Okay. Let's get to it. Uh-huh. Now, the insect here is a 50-million-year-old carpenter ant. Okay. And yes, they've been around that long, and just for as long, they have been and still are susceptible to parasitic fungi. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Ophiocordyceps, uh, which exists today, uh, and they bloom a mushroom also. Um, it's actually the reproductive organ of the fungi, releasing spores into the environment. So that's what that part is. Interesting. Now... Ophio's shroom grows out of the neck and head of their host ants. And I'm sure y'all have seen these dramatic photos before. It looks as though a group of mushrooms and stalks are growing out of an insect's body. I have seen this yeah. and it, it's pretty creepy. Yeah, give it, yeah. A, give it a Google. It's like Do a it. combination of horrific and beautiful at the same time. I, that's a great way. It's, it reminds me of something from like um, the movie Annihilation. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. Great movie. Uh, Now, that's the end of the horror movie. Now, before those spores are released, the fungi actually takes physical control of the ant, literally using it as a puppet, hijacking the infected body and walking it to a high point somewhere above the carpenter ant larvae who are still silently growing. So smart. I just want to quickly, like, wow. What? Wow. So if all goes to plan, the zombie ants' new deformities explode and shower fungi onto the babies, spreading the love and continuing its species. What a process, though. I'm like, 
that is crazy that something can like latch onto something else, make it puppet it around, you know, make it do what it wants and then yeah. essentially feed it to its babies. And then I'm like, oh, but humans, yeah. you know, <laughs> oh, but humans, yeah. um, we do that and more. So, so, so that is the present day, uh, fungus, but for some reason though, a Baltica, the one just discovered, decided to take a different route. Instead of poking out of the head, it poked out the butt. Good times. Yes. Yeah, so. Thank God. Now, I know what y'all are thinking. Uh, why? So, <laughs> so well, I was just going with it. Yeah. I was like, that's fine. I don't need to know any more information. I'm kidding. <laughs> Dr. Marissa, would you please read from George, Poynor's, George Pinar Jr.'s interview with LiveScience.com for some clarity? Absolutely. All right. Quote, it is unclear why A. Baltica grew its mushroom through the ant's rectum, although Poynar suspects it may have allowed the fungus to keep its host alive for a longer period of time, meaning it had more time to distribute the spores. The rectum is already open while the fungus would have to penetrate the head, uh, the head capsule to emerge through the head, Pointer said. It would have allowed the ant to survive a few more days since once the fungus enters the ant's head, the ant dies, end quote. So basically, yeah, the ant can hang out longer and travel more. There you go. Infect more babies. Yeah. Yeah. Now, farting spores all over your baby sisters in the nest seems like a really bad way to go. Uh, But good news, it gets worse. Oh, my God. Uh, Just like with today's parasites, Ophiocordyceps, uh, the ancient fungus spread internally throughout the ant's body as there was evidence of branching filaments. Oh, my God. As the hyphae, as they're called, spread through the body, it would have been like a cancer, Poinar said but converting the tissues into a fungal stages instead of cancer cells. Wow. End quote. So what could I say? Nature is beautiful and has quite the sense of humor forever encapsulating this moment in golden amber. The end. (laughs) I love that we're going to end there. That is so (laughs) funny. That is, oh my God. I can see you like finishing like a nature segment (laughs) during the host portion being like, and the fart was caught in amber. Have a good one, folks. Like, <laughs> Tune in next week. Tune in next week. <laughs> this is incredible. I kind of do want this photo on our wall. Yeah, we can make that happen. Yeah. This farting ant. Farting ant. That's the title. Yeah. Farting ant, a Baltica. Farting ant, 2021. Can you put a little plaque? Oh, my God, yes. Mm-hmm. Materials, amber, <laughs> and fart. That's <laughs> Amber, comma, fart. <laughs> so, uh, thanks to everyone for listening. <laughs> Amazing transition. Uh, subscribing, telling your friends about the ant, about the come and go. Um, pump and dump. About the pump and dump, about the uh, unfortunate filler situation. Oh, God, the unfortunate filler. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I guess just stay interesting. Please do.